Welcome to Mars Messina Presents. I am Mars and today is Saturday, September 24th, 2022. I am going to launch episode 74 with a content warning. This program contains mature language and situations that are intended for people who are planning to have sex for the first time as well as for listeners who want to hear about people who are planning to have sex for the first time. Listener discretion is advised. So if you tend to clutch your pearls when you are hearing the topic of SEX, you've been warned. And now I'm going to continue. This sexisode, as mentioned, is designed for those folks who are looking to have sex for the first time. Most of what I'm going to be saying requires a certain amount of planning before the event. If your plan is to go to a bar or to a party and get drunk and see what you manage to bring home with you, this information may not help you much. If your first time is going to be a booty call situation just because you want to get rid of your virginity, there will most likely be very little verbal communication and almost no planning. So if booze is going to be your guide, I wish you luck. However, if you've been dating a while and or you're planning to get married, this episode will provide a pretty good guideline. Now, I am not going to give you a play-by-play because various personalities, various moods, different situations all require spontaneity, but that spontaneity should be mixed in with planning. So this is guidelines, everyone. And um, I'm mostly going to be addressing heterosexual sex that is male and female, but I think um, other sexual um, combinations and gender combinations, I think you can benefit from this too. But definitely, um, it's probably mostly addressed to heterosexual couples. And what I do want to make clear to everybody is that no cherry should be picked before it's time. If you, you, and you have to be honest with yourself, if you are not ready to have sex, whether that means penile to vaginal intercourse, and if you giggled when I said penile and vaginal, um, you might be a little, little, little immature. Okay, whether we're talking about penile and vaginal intercourse, anal sex, oral sex, digital sex, etc. Respect your own boundaries and do not do it if you're not ready. And don't be afraid to seek counseling. You deserve a healthy, loving sex life when you are ready. And for those of you who are ready and you cannot wait to do it, let's talk. So, you've probably heard of foreplay. Foreplay is your best friend, no matter what your sex or gender is. Foreplay is a term used to describe sexual activities which can be engaged in before, during, and or after intercourse or completely all on their own, in which most people need to have to enjoy intercourse, whether it's their first time or any time thereafter. Foreplay, what does it include? It includes, sometimes it's just talking or other kinds of communication. So let's say you wanna have sex tonight Foreplay can actually begin this morning fully dressed. So your lady is cooking pancakes or whatever at the, at the oven. You can walk right up behind her and nuzzle her neck. 
and hold her hips and tell her how lovely she smells. That's foreplay. Okay. Or leaving little love notes like your man is shaving in the morning and just doing something stupid like cutting out the shape of a star and saying Chad is my star you know writing it on the star and uh, taping it up on the mirror so he sees that kissing hugging cuddling are all foreplay touching um, sensation play massage or caressing um, getting handsy um, and then um, once you're like actually in the bedroom all of that and then you can add in manual sex or digital sex or fingering mutual masturbation oral sex or just sex talk role-playing and there's so many other kinds of stimulation there's sex toys there's manuals um, and just relaxation and arousal just allowing yourself to just be yourself and breathe and um, you know maybe looking at a tantric sex book and trying new things that's all foreplay and it is vitally important like I said it's your best friend because some of us need that before we can have intercourse. It's just, we, it's something you physically need. And then others who don't physically need that, well, your partner probably does. So, um, and it just extends that time you have together. So foreplay is very important. So I wanna address oral sex for a second. Oral sex is sex. Now I used to, um, volunteer for teenage groups and they were <clears throat> they would always ask me if oral sex was sex because they're thinking that they're virgins but if you're having oral sex you're, you're not a virgin you're having sex or my grandfather said that he's not cheating on my grandmother because he's just having oral sex no your grandfather is cheating on your grandmother. Also, if you have had anal sex, you are not a virgin. Understand that oral and anal sex also can potentially give you a sexually transmitted disease or an STD. So sometimes there's uh, straight couples, you know, they won't do the vaginal penetration, but they'll do anal and they think they're safe because they're not getting pregnant. Well, that's not exactly safe. You need to know that. Anyway, though it's normal to be nervous your first time, if you're with someone you trust and with whom you feel safe, this will already relax you. If this is someone you know and um, you, you have their back and they have yours, you should already be pretty relaxed even if you feel a little excited or antsy or anxious you can feel all of that at the same time and that's fine and it's normal and it's to be expected um you could also be nervous because you're doing something new but it's also possible you and your partner are not ready or you don't want to or you aren't really with someone you trust or feel safe with so like with anything in life trust your gut feelings be sure that your heart and your head are communicating and in the same place i mean there's this very loving married couple i know um, they got married but they didn't have intercourse for three months there's reasons for that but um three months one of them was all ready to go and one of them was not it happened three months later, intercourse, and they've been married now for a lot longer than most couples are married, okay? So, whether sex happens on your wedding night or sometime thereafter, just understand 
this, breathing. So if you've listened to any of my yoga episodes um, or anything that has to do with health and wellness, the deep breath is our best friend, especially in a situation like this. So you, you take your deep breaths. That will engage your vagus nerve. The vagus nerve turns on your parasympathetic nervous system or that, um, that part of the central nervous system that tells you to relax. Um, it's also called feed and breed as opposed to fight or flight. So if you're in a, a situation where a lion is chasing you, you go into that stress mode, fight or flight, and the blood leaves the middle part of your body and goes out to your limbs and up into your head because you need to be able to think and hear and see very clearly because there's danger and you need to run. So it goes into your legs and it goes into your arms and your hands so you can fight. Okay, well the opposite of that parasympathetic nervous system, the blood comes back into the center of the body so now you're ready for digestion and for resting and sleeping and having sex. That's what the vagus nerve will do. And how do you engage the vagus nerve? Breathing deep. Okay, deep inhales, slow exhales. And when you do that, your body will relax. Your muscles will get a little looser. The breathing is slow and deep. Now you're ready, or more than likely, ready to get and stay sexually aroused. When you are aroused, your body will begin to lubricate itself. Again, the muscles and the tendons in the whole pelvic area begin to loosen, and you become much more sensitive to sensation and to touch, and that touch will feel pleasurable, not painful. Again, unless you're not ready. Typically, women need 20 to 30 minutes of foreplay. Sometimes it doesn't take that long. Other times it takes longer. There's nothing wrong. What's important to know is that in a male-female coupling, it will usually take the female longer to get sexually aroused. Oftentimes, especially the first time the man is from the get-go is ready. And so that becomes part of the relationship is, you know, how, how does the man delay his gratification and, um, you know, to match the woman's um, sex drive and it does happen and it's wonderful just so you know this is how it happens usually what's important is that you both stay in the moment and do what feels good do not be shy to tell your partner what feels good and what doesn't feel so great at least not yet and expect them and ask them to do the same when and if you feel ready to attempt intercourse, put on a generous amount of lube, okay? Lube, lubrication, KY jelly, something non-allergenic, okay? KY is like the standard, um, and I would suggest you buy some KY. You want to completely lube on and around the entire vulva and you want to lube the penis you want um it's going to be slippery and it's going to be awkward but you need that lubrication otherwise um it's going to feel forced you don't want that so you can you if you are a female or the both of you can massage the vaginal opening and the clitoris with the lube. Being sure that you're really slippery 
and add more lube throughout as needed. So keep that nearby, keep a towel nearby. Suffice it to say that the extra massaging can actually feel really good and it might actually be essential that you do that. If one of you is not a virgin and the one who is not the virgin will know who that is, use a condom to guard against STDs. Have your partner put on a condom or if you're the one who's going to be wearing it, you put on the condom or you can both play with that and put it on. Um, but you should not be trying putting on a condom for the first time during sex. Make sure you know how to do that before you get into bed, okay? Before the event, make sure you know how to put a condom on. And be sure to use extra latex safe lubricant with the condom. With or without a condom though, just know that lube is your friend. Again, if you are female, I also suggest that you try to widen your vagina before you have intercourse. You can use your own fingers, lube those fingers, or a sex toy that's built specifically for newbies. So you're not getting some 12 inch five inches around um, <laughs> willy toy. You're getting something um, that's for first timers, um, something that you can, you know, even months before you do this, you could be practicing opening up the vaginal opening. Lube your fingers and your toys. Again, KY really helps you in this situation too. Preparing the vagina for intercourse. The vaginal opening is where the penis is inserted into, and one partner will usually need to, with many events of intercourse, not just the first time, you might have to use a hand to slide the inner labia apart and guide the head of the penis into the vaginal opening especially if you're both fumbling around and you don't know what to do. And so many people do this in the dark. Dare to keep a light on. Low lights, I mean, you do want to set a mood, um, but it, it helps if you can see what you're doing, okay? <laughs> if one or both of you are uncertain as to where the vaginal opening is, Again, take your time, whether that's minutes or weeks, to better explore the vulva with your fingers and with your eyes to be more fulfill, familiar with your own anatomy. There's nothing dirty about that that is yours. You, like you have an arm and you touch your arms all the time. There's nothing wrong with taking a mirror and looking down there at your own sexual uh, organ. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, so if you're really just brand new to this, um, and this will probably go for really young couples, I think older couples will... No, but sometimes a man is afraid that he's going to enter a woman's urethra by accident. You are not going to penetrate the urethra. It's not possible. That opening is tiny. You will not get into that. Okay? It's below that. The opening that you're going into is below that. Anyway. Sometimes a male partner may miss the vagina um, because everything is slippery and um, it's getting exciting and um, he enters instead the woman's anus. If that happens, I am sure she will speak up or she ought to. Now, if the penis does enter the anus, 
make sure you wash that penis up before it goes into the vagina because you don't want to go into the anus and then right after that go into the vagina. You do not want to introduce E. coli and other bacteria into the vagina because that is how you get a UTI. And a UTI stands for urinary tract infection and you really don't want one. It might happen, you know, it, it, it does sometimes happen, especially to women. Oh, you don't want one if you can help it. So keep as clean as possible. So yeah, if the penis touches, even touches the anus, clean that bad boy up before it goes into the lady parts. Anyway, while it's your call, it can be ideal for your partner to know that it is your first time. Okay, and there's a number of reasons for this. Um, and the biggest reason is that a healthy sex life requires honesty. So if you're like a 44 year old dude and you've never had sex before, you probably won't want to admit that. I get it. I get it. But it's really a good thing if you if you do admit that so that you both know where you are in the process and women you really do have to you know if you're a virgin you have to um speak up to that and own it because if you're acting experienced um he's gonna treat you like you're experienced and that that you might not be ready for that okay so admit that it's your first time it can be helpful, helpful, helpful to be clear that you need your partner to be patient with you and to communicate with you as you go along, as you will with them. So do not be shy. Do not be silent. Do not lie. So if you have a problem talking about sex, you are probably not ready. If you have a problem being honest, you are probably not ready for this event. And these are also things that we'll ideally want to have going on with all kinds of sex. Honesty, speaking up, um, talking about what doesn't feel good and talking about what does feel good, whether that's your first time or you've done it half a million times. You know, that communication is probably the most important part of sex outside of, you know, you're having sex because you want to get pregnant. You know, you, you really want to communicate. So if you listening are sexually experienced and you're about to have sex with a virgin, please use condoms and dental dams and get your STD um, get checked out. So I know this couple, another couple, they had been married for several years, okay? On her wedding night, she was a virgin. And he, on the other hand, had a wildly colorful past. Okay, so at this point, they're about 10, 15 years into their marriage. And um, all of a sudden, she's diagnosed with herpes, what? She's only had sex with one person, her husband, and her husband started to wonder if she had been lying to her, him. She had been lying to him, but what happened was he was a carrier and he didn't even realize it. So get tested for STDs and respect your partner enough to allow them the opportunity for informed consent. Now, in this case, he did tell her that he had a past and she accepted that. But he didn't bother um, getting tested and he should have. So if you're both virgins, um, you know, um, still get tested. And so you can let your partner know, look, I, I got this test. 
I'm clean, you know. Or, hey, I have herpes, is that okay with you? Because you could work around that too. Okay. Yeah, a hard thing to admit, but you absolutely need to. I mean, do not be giving your partner herpes without letting them know that you have it. Anyway, now I'd like to say just a little bit more on the subject of virginity because sometimes there's a myth going around about cherry popping. And um, the myth is, and we talk about this in junior high school all the time, is that when a male penetrates the female for the first time, there's gonna be blood gushing everywhere. And um, that idea is, I think it's pretty much a myth, um, to be honest, whether um, physically or anatomically, I, I don't think that would happen to you. In most cases, I think that would be, um, well, let's talk about it. So someone with a vagina or anyone having anal sex may find that first intercourse does it does hurt now how much it hurts or if it hurts at all varies from person to person and experience to experience however most of the time when you have a couple who took that time in foreplay and they are both aroused and they've been talking and communicating so they're relaxed and they feel ready and they feel comfortable and they're going about intercourse soundly it should feel good rather than painful, even the first time. Even the first time, even though you don't know what you're doing and um, um, everything's slippery and awkward, you know, it's still a good um, experience. Like I said, it might be awkward and it might be funny, but awkward and funny qualify as good feelings or good experiences. Now, with most virgins, the hymen or that membrane that covers the vagina, the vaginal opening, that's usually broken by the time you're ready to have sex. And it could have been you were riding your bike and then you fell on the, on the um, pole because um, you slipped off of your bike seat. Um, you were doing gymnastics. You were riding a horse. There's, or you were wearing tampons. There's ways that the hymen gets broken, even on virgins. Now, in rare cases, the hymen has not been worn away a lot, or it's just somewhat remaining. Um, but what remains of it may not have been stretched enough, and now it's going to be stretched during sex. Most commonly, if a woman feels pain or bleeding that's not coming from the hymen at all. Instead, it is more commonly um, due to feeling nervous or being rushed or feeling unsafe and scared and that you're not aroused enough. So not communicating that something hurts and keeping on in silence is another culprit for pain during intercourse. So if you are the male, please go slow. And this may be a difficult thing for you to do, especially if you are inexperienced. But please understand that an erection can be a painful experience for your inexperienced partner. Or think of it this way, somebody just grabs you and thrusts their penis into your anus. That might hurt, right, if you're not ready? So just know that it will feel the same to her or to him if they are inexperienced, okay? Um, so yes, bleeding can occur, but it's probably not the hymen that's bleeding. It's probably you're not lubricated enough and it's too much too soon. So continue even when the intercourse is happening Continue to communicate and go at a pace that feels right to you. So first-timers go slow. It's okay to go slow. It's optimal probably. And if it hurts, stop. Take a couple minutes again where the penis is just pressed against the vaginal opening. 
or stimulating the clitoris, or just taking a break altogether to talk and to snuggle. And when and if you're both ready, try it again. You may find that you have to do this a number of times. That's okay. It still should be enjoyable and intimate and not frustrating. You really have all the time in the world, okay? There is absolutely no need for apologies either or to feel bad about yourself. Any sort of sex is not a one-shot deal. Again, this is a lifelong experience. Anyone in a hurry to get it over with is completely missing the plot. You are robbing yourself and you are robbing your partner of what should be a wonderful experience. We all also have different personal pain thresholds. So if it hurts a lot for you, you aren't being a wuss, you're not weak. And if it doesn't hurt at all, that doesn't mean that the female partner wasn't a virgin or that something's wrong with her either. First intercourse pain is usually, if it happens at all, fairly mild and of short duration for the aroused, relaxed, properly lubricated woman. And if she has a sensitive and patient partner. So the pain should be a short duration if it happens at all, if you have all those other things in place. But again, before sexual penetration, a woman should have prepared herself, you know, ideally by having used tampons, um, opening that, um, opening the opening further with her own fingers or sex toys. Now, in the rare instance that even a tampon hurts, I would say see your gynecologist. They, they can help you with that. You know, sometimes women have cysts and that can cause painful intercourse or painful, you know, even putting a tampon in can be painful. So, you know, go see your gynecologist and see what's going on, okay? Now, if you find that you've had intercourse many times and you are still bleeding and you've already tried things like extra lubrication and non-intercourse activities, Again, check with your sexual health care provider, okay? Maybe you do have an STI or maybe you have another reproductive health issue. So just be aware that, you know, sometimes things go awry and, and we need medical assistance, okay? Now, I'd like to address the first time male experience. Men, um, if you are a virgin, you might only last 10 seconds, 30 seconds, um, because the male sex drive, you go up fast. You will go up fast, but you'll drop fast as well. That's the male sex drive. Okay, um, don't feel bad about this. With women, it's more like waves on the ocean. It's a longer duration. The peak probably isn't as high as your peak but she can keep going longer. And um, that's what men try to do. They try to extend their orgasmic experience. Um, they try to last longer so they can, you know, keep up with the woman. Now, if that does not happen and you are done within seconds, do not feel bad. This takes practice and you will get better, and you will learn how to last longer. Another possibility um, with orgasm that goes awry, if you want to even call it that, is that neither of you may reach orgasm during your first intercourse. So instead of being done in 30 seconds, you don't even get there at all. Now the woman probably will not Maybe she will, but it's probably more common that she will not have intercourse on her first, or have orgasms on her first intercourse. Now, with women, 
clitoral stimulation is very important. Um, intercourse alone probably in most cases will not induce a orgasm, an orgasm. It can, but in most cases um, women need clitoral stimulation, okay? The more you practice, the more you're likely to find positions and techniques that can create orgasms for the both of you. Again, practice, 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 okay? And even then, if orgasm does not happen, that doesn't mean that it wasn't good or that anyone failed or that anything is wrong. Even when you're experienced at intercourse with a chosen partner that you've been practicing with, it is entirely possible and usual that intercourse won't be what brings you to climax by itself. But that other forms of sex, like oral sex or clitoral stimulation combined with intercourse, that will do the trick. As already mentioned, it is also highly common that during first intercourse, the male partner's erection may not last very long and he may reach orgasm very quickly. Again, that's okay. It doesn't mean that anything went wrong. It just means that sex is new and it's intense and it's often a little nerve wracking. Men, again, tend to climax a lot faster than women do. Men can be done, like I said, like, like from start to finish, it can be five minutes. Women, 20 to 30 minutes. If you are in a heterosexual partnership, it's gonna take time to meet in the middle as far as orgasm is concerned. So um, I've spoken to gay couples about sex and I, would, I was assuming for whatever reason that they'd understand their partners better since they have the same sex organs. Um, but I was mistaken. It even takes time for gay couples to establish a rhythm together. Now, let's talk about positions for the first time sex partnership. People tend to report that the two easiest positions for new intercourse are either the missionary position where one partner is on top of the other, um, and that's usually the male on top of the female, or the missionary position where the female is on top. Now, the female on top might be um, the more desirable position the first time because um, she's the one who will more likely um, have issues with discomfort so she can control how deeply a penis is going into her body and at what pace. When you begin vaginal entry, so go slow. So if the missionary position you're in is the woman is on the bottom, just spread your legs as wide as you can, okay? And you're lubed and you're excited and aroused and all that other stuff. Now start by, I'm getting, I know, I mean, I've been saying stuff all along. This is really intimate though, but I'm just trying to help you. I'm not trying to be dirty, but I'm trying to help you. Start by setting the tip of the penis against the vaginal opening. Just start there. And you can learn a thing or two from tantric sex at this point. If you simply set the penis at the vaginal opening, one of you gently put your weight on the other and press down slowly as you both relax. The vaginal canal will open to um, more, net, more naturally give the penis entry, okay? Get a book on tantric sex. I mean, you're gonna see like all these crazy positions, you're not ready for that yet. But some of this other stuff, like just like putting the tip of the penis into the opening of the vagina and just gently but firmly sinking into the penis, ladies, okay? And you can control that and you're both gonna feel good. Okay, now, it should always be up to the person who is being penetrated 
to say how deep to go and how fast to move. The person being penetrated is the one most likely to experience pain if sex goes too quickly. So one inch of entry might feel really good, but then that's it. Okay, then from there move very slowly. On the other hand, it may feel just fine to go more deeply for both partners and to move more rapidly. Much of the time, how aroused the penetrated partner is makes all the difference in the world. Just tell each other as you go what feels good and what doesn't and be patient with yourselves and each other. I keep repeating that because that is vitally important for a healthy sex life. Patience, control, acceptance. Breathe, take deep, steady breaths during this moment, bringing oxygen into your body and releasing it through exhales keeps the muscles relaxed, keeps your head clear and your heart steady and calm. Now, after this, this experience, you might feel like you need downtime or care. Bear in mind, the first intercourse, while not usually physically painful for people with penises, isn't always emotionally easy though and each partner may feel nervous or scared or you know inexperienced you just feel kind of like a dope that's okay just accept that okay um there's no one way of doing it right you put so much pressure on yourself if you care about your partner and you're putting them first that's how you do it right. Okay, now if you are done with intercourse and you're wearing a condom, take the condom off, do it away from the vulva, um, remove it slowly, tie a knot in it, and then throw it away. And when you're pulling out, you want to hold on to the base of the condom so that it doesn't slip off before you're ready for it to come off. If the condom does slip off and get lost in the vagina, reach into the vagina, feel for that circular ring at the end of the condom, pinch it together and pull it out carefully to avoid spilling any semen. If that happens, you, will, you have to be aware that there's an STI risk or a preg pregnancy risk, so be careful. Now, <clears throat> oh, this is so important. Both partners should urinate after sex. Just make it a habit. Some people just want to roll over and go to sleep. Don't do that. Go and pee. Okay, especially women, because the vaginal opening is very close to the urinary opening. Bacteria can easily get into that opening and create a UTI. Okay, so... Just make it a habit to urinate before um, and after, but especially after sexual intercourse. I would do both, before and after, just to make sure any germs have left the building, okay? Now, after sex, um, you might experience something called the afterglow, where you just feel really relaxed and great. It's like an excitement, but it's like a subdued excitement. And you might want to be quiet and in your thoughts and other people feel chatty. They want to have pillow talk. And I know some people, that's their favorite part of sex is the, the, the pillow talk afterwards. And like I said, some people just want to go to sleep. It's going to be different things at different times um, for you and for your partner. So do your best to give yourself what you need after sex, but then... Ask your partner what they need. You know, you might want to just be quiet. They might want to talk. So maybe talk for a little while and then go into your own thoughts. You might want to snuggle. Some people don't want to be touched at all. That's fine. It's up to each of you. And don't let, if, if you're on two different places where one person wants touch and the other person doesn't, 
don't take it personally. It's just a physiological reaction, okay? Nothing wrong with any of that. Now, um, what else do I want to say? Um, there's a lot to say, but I might. I think I gave you enough, didn't I? I, I, I think I did. Um, sometimes there's just um, complex feelings. You know, you've, you've had intercourse now with somebody and your relationship might change. You know, there was maybe a certain way you considered the person or treated them. And then once you've had sex, sometimes things change a little bit and it's not what you expected. That's okay. Again, communication, talk about your feelings. Um, be a good listener when your partner is speaking, you know, um, leave some intellectual room um, for the second time you attempt this um, because it can be much better than your first time, <clears throat> your second time, your third time, your fourth time and beyond may be even more meaningful or enjoyable than your first time. So talk about any residual feelings you have after um, your first time, okay? And some people are expecting to feel completely enthralled and in love, and there's this pleasurable love buzz happening. Um, and then some people just feel awkward and clueless. Talk about it. Just, you should both talk about that, okay? And accept each other. So if you have a less than ideal um, time your first time that doesn't mean that anyone made a mistake and it doesn't mean that you're do, doomed to a substandard sex life it just means that now you know what your work is and how you can make it better for the next time okay now before I end I want to talk about weird things that can happen during sex that are actually quite common so if it happens, go ahead and laugh or, but don't, tr don't like beat yourself up and go into a trauma place. Um, urine leaks, for example, that's quite common during sex or surprise fingers ending up in intimate places. Um, <laughs> farting can happen and queefing can happen. Um, queefing, also known as a Jasper surprise, is when air comes out of the vagina and creates a farting noise. There can be awkward oral sex. So if you're giving oral sex to a male, do not try to put the entire penis into your mouth. You will choke. Now there's some partnerships that do this, but they've been practicing at it, okay? Instead for you, what you want to do is hold, hold it and lick it like a lollipop or a popsicle. And you might move your hand up and down slowly as you are holding it. The gentleman will tell you what feels good and what doesn't, what he wants more of and what he wants less of, okay? And again, Women need clitoral stimulation, either with the fingers or a tongue or the penis. Just get to know her clitoris if you have a female partner. Okay. And um, just a last caveat. Make sure you pee right after sex. But do not douche. Ladies, do not douche because you're squirting bacteria up further into your body. So everyone, be safe, communicate, 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 and have fun. And now it is time for bedtime stories from the acoustic bookshelf. I am going to read Sonnet 18, a.k.a. Shall I Compare Thee? to a summer's day by William Shakespeare. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? 
Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a date. Sometime too hot the eye of heaven shines, and often in his gold complexion dimmed. And every fair from fair sometimes declines, by chance or nature's changing course untrimmed. But thy eternal summer shall not fade, nor lose possession of that fair thou owest. Nor shall death brag thou wanderest in his shade, when in eternal lines to time thou growest. So long as men can breathe or eyes can see, so long lives this, and this gives life to thee. Until next week, buena notte.